G'day and welcome to Season 2 of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. A huge shout out to all the listeners, fans and followers from all over the world who tuned in for Season 1. I had so much fun chatting to some of the superstars and trailblazers of women's baseball all across the world. And judging by the comments we received, so did you. So thank you for tuning in for Season 2. Throwing the first pitch in Season 2 is none other than 17-year-old pitching phenom from Melbourne, Australia, Genevieve Beacom. On January 8, 2022, Jen made history by becoming the first Australian woman to play in a professional baseball game in Australia. Jen's scoreless sixth inning for the Melbourne Aces against the Adelaide Giants went viral and she instantly became an internet sensation all around the world. Between her interviews with ESPN, MLB and the New York Times, Jen sat down with women's baseball The Inside Pitch to chat about that amazing night how she's coped with all her newfound fame and also being labelled a trailblazer in the sport of baseball. We're pretty excited that we had the official scoop on an update on Jen's pitching. Stay tuned in the middle. And if you listen right to the end, you'll also find out how to win a special piece of Genevieve Beacom memorabilia. Really hope you enjoy this episode with Genevieve Beacom. Hey Jen, welcome to Women's Baseball, the inside pitch. Thank you for having me. Now, first question, where in the world are you right now? I'm in Somerville on the Mornington Peninsula. Mornington Peninsula of Melbourne, beautiful spot in the world. And now, how how has baseball been part of your day? Apart from this podcast, how's baseball uh, been in your day? Today, I haven't really, really had anything to do with baseball today, but the past week's been pretty busy, you know. I had the um, under-18 Victorian showcase and you know pitching with the aces and stuff like that but this week it's been a bit more relaxed <laughs> now I love how you just casually throw in the pitching for the aces and stuff like that I just want to say thank you for being on the show for um for all the listeners I actually asked Jen to be on the show before she became an absolute viral sensation and just across the internet just taking over all media outlets so um, thank you. Thank you to find some time for me. My first question is, how many interviews have you done? <laughs> or have I, you still got to go? <laughs> I could not tell you. I've done that many. Um, I wasn't expecting to do – I thought I'd do like two or three, but, you know, I think I've lost count now. It's It's been pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, – you were just listing off before. You've got a few to do tomorrow. But what's what's what are some of the biggest ones you've done? You're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm – talking to these guys um definitely the MLB network one I I could not believe when they asked me to do that you know it was it was really crazy and you know tomorrow I'm doing ESPN which is also something that I can't believe you know I've said to people like if I told that to myself probably two weeks ago I'd probably just laugh at you you know it's just unbelievable the kind of people that have asked me to do interviews and stuff like that it's been crazy What's who's the coolest person? I I heard you talking on John Boy about certain Braves pitcher, but who's the coolest sort of person that's reached out or tagged you or mentioned you? Definitely Luke Jackson. You know, I couldn't. I, I said it in the John Boy one. You know, I couldn't believe it when he um quote tweeted me. You know, I was so I was so stoked. I, I just I had no words. I was I was I was I, I had no words. You know, I couldn't believe it. For the, our listeners. Uh, Jen, like myself, is a massive Braves fan, and Luke Jackson is one of the relief pitchers for the Braves. So, seeing him mention you is just like, yeah, I was, I was 
was just cool for me as well. So it's just an awesome. Um, what's the weirdest question you've been asked? Weirdest question? Oh gosh, I'm not sure. I think I think what I wasn't expecting was people asking me, you know, what kind of course I want to do after you know baseball. It's like it's not very weird, but it's you know I didn't really expect people to ask about a career outside of baseball. You know, like people asking what I want to do, and obviously it's like being a sports psychologist, but it's definitely something I wasn't expecting. Mm. what's one is there a question that you weren't asked or something that you'd like to like to have said in some of the interviews that you haven't been asked um not really you know um I think most of the questions I get asked are pretty you know stock standards just how I felt on the mound and all that kind of stuff I haven't really had any people miss things I want to be asked you know I I never really got asked who's my favourite team. That was just something I put out there. But I definitely got asked who my favourite was <laughs> or player. You know, I was expecting, I was expecting who's, who's your favourite team, but I never got that. So we'll go back to the series and the game and everything itself. So I'm going to set the scene for the listeners because if there's someone who has been living under a rock, living on the moon, just literally switched all their phones <laughs> off, if you, that's the only way you would not honestly know what you've done now you've been working with the aces for a while and obviously baseball victoria's baseball academy um but things sort of changed pete moylan um former brave major league baseball royalty signed you to a development contract what was that moment like and did you did you think with the with the abl being cancelled did you think you were going to pitch this season just take me through that yeah i was i was just throwing a bullpen at um like aces academy training which is just you know um, with Baseball Victoria, it's not actually um, with the Aces. We just train at the same facility. So I was just throwing a bullpen out there and, you know, he, he was there watching some of the other guys hit and he came over and watched my bullpen and then he gave me the offer and I, I couldn't believe it because, you know, I had no clue that they were doing, um, like, exhibition games and showcase series. So, you know, I was... I was like, when he asked me, I was like, of course, why, why wouldn't I want to play for the Aces? You know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, a team I've grown up watching. It, it's my home team, like within the ABL, and then I, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was, it was just like, of course, of course, I want to play for you. And they announced the showcase series. Did they? Did you get told you were coming? Like when you were going to come in? Like the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday? Did you have time? Like you were definitely told you were going to pitch. Were you told when? Um. So originally, like when I was at training on the Wednesday before the game on Friday, I got told that I I may pitch on the Friday and then come back for the Sunday. But because of the rain that came on the Friday, the game got shortened. So you know I didn't need a pitch. And um, Tim and Graham, the two pitching coaches. Um, they told me that I'd probably get into the game at some point, but it was about a half inning before that I that I got told to get hot and, like, that I was actually going to pitch. You know, it was just one of those because I was relieving. It was like, am I going to pitch today? Am I not going to pitch? I'm on the roster, but I don't know if I actually will. It was one of those scenarios. And what was that moment when they – so Graham Lloyd, who's uh, got two rings, played in the show, um, Tim Ballard, long-time um, Australian pitcher, was one of our – uh, Australian women's pitcher uh, coach 2010 Women's World Cup. What was that moment? What did you 
what happened? Please tell me you had nerves because you look just so cool and calm, but you've got to have had nerves at some point, surely. We all did. I, I definitely had nerves. I think I was I was a lot calmer in the bullpen, you know, before I actually got out on the field because it was just like I was warming up like any other game. But definitely as soon as I, you know, ran out onto the field and the crowds like started cheering, I couldn't believe it. You know, I that's when the nerves set in when they all got excited. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is – this is crazy. Like I'm, I'm just a pitcher. You don't need to be cheering this loud. And, <laughs> and you know, that's when I got nervous. And then I, I threw that first pitch straight into the back net. But it was all right. That was actually um, that was one of my questions. Actually, was that first pitch was it was it deliberate? I was actually I was actually just going to tell you. Just say it was deliberate. So it's just like a like a wild thing move. Just to like to just keep them on their toes. <laughs> I just I just had to get it out of me. I think I had a lot of adrenaline. I just I threw it and I had no clue where it was going. That first one. I think I just had so much nervous energy going through me that I just had to get that first pitch out. And after that, I was I was okay. But I definitely was nervous. But again, it it was a good nervous that you get before the game. I just don't think I've had that much of it before. Yep. Yep. So it was Saturday night and you became the first Australian woman to pitch in a professional game, which I just want to say congratulations again. It was, I had the privilege of being in the broadcast booth. Um, I think if you replay, I think if you go back and replay it, I think you can hear me kick the wall when the ump calls Barry off the back at first base. I think I kicked a few things, but you pitched a scoreless inning, didn't give up a hit against Adelaide Giants and as you said, the moment itself, the crowd. I want to ask you, when you threw your one of the curveballs, it, it was filthy. I think we all saw you might have smiled and then stopped to smile. Is that true? Um, I probably did smile. I have no clue. I know I know. I was smiling when I came off uh, and, like, um, Graham came up to me. I, I was smiling then. I definitely, after that first pitch and the cameraman was, like, right next to me, I, I, I was like, oh, Jesus, and I, like, I forgot that he was right there and I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't be making facial expressions. But no, I definitely <laughs> smile at some point. You know, I always forget that I'm being like broadcasted and it's huge, but you know, I definitely don't hold back on my facial expressions, I think. I just I just forget. <laughs> what did um what did Pete and Graham, what were the things if you I don't know what happens in the dugout stays in the dugout, but is there anything you can share with us that like how how they reacted, what they said when you came off? They they were just they said they were so proud of me, you know, they congratulated me and said I did I had a really great effort and I did really well. And it was just it was just them congratulating me and telling me that I, I did so well. And that was that was really nice. They were all really um nice about it, I guess, you know, even Shannas came up to me, which is the <clears throat> coordinator of the Aces Academy and he's also involved with the aces he came up and congratulated me and all the teammates did too it was it was really amazing coming off the mound you know it was it was great you, you said we all know you want to be a ball player but what you're doing for the sport for women's baseball for women in sport in general it's absolutely huge and I, I think at times you don't get a choice we have to celebrate it we want to celebrate it because you're a woman but obviously all of your selections in any team you've been in have been 100 percent based on your talent. Anyone that's seen you play can attest to that. It's, it's, a, it's a given. But you are breaking barriers and you are being a trailblazer. Is it? How do you take that? Like, how do you? Like, you have to know what your performance is is doing for for that. 
Um, definitely. I mean, more so now than ever, I think I'm actually realizing how much I'm doing for women in baseball. You know, I, I've had girls, I had girls come up to me the night after I pitched and their moms say, you're, you're such an inspiration to my little girl, you know, you mean everything to her and you're, you're such a great role model. And before, like before Saturday night, I never, I don't, I never really realized, you know, I think it was one of those things that I was just like, I play baseball, I'm playing with the guys, and it's just what's normal to me. But definitely after I pitched, I've had a lot more, like people message me and girls message me saying how great I am. And it's it's been really amazing, you know, hearing that kind of stuff. And um, even one of the mums came up to me and said, you know, my girl's playing baseball again, she stopped, but she's playing because of you. And it was really amazing to hear that kind of stuff, you know. It's definitely something I don't take for granted now. I think um, I'm realizing how much I am doing for women in baseball, and I think it's I, I think it's great that it's happening for them as well, you know. And I'm I'm just really lucky to be the person doing that. But definitely, there's people before me that have done it like yourself, and you know, definitely acknowledging people before me is something that's really important as well because I'm just coming into the game now. It's, you just said it's it's just you've been doing this your whole life. Like you were first girl to play Cal Ripken, first girl to under sixteen state team, first girl to like it just first first woman to pitch in the Victorian um, Division One for, for for our listeners. That's the that's the highest place you can pitch outside of pitching in the Aces or a, a state team Australian team. So you're pitching in Division One. It's it's no different. Um, I guess you, as you said for yourself, it's just another team that you you're, you're picking on, but. Would you consider this Aces performance? Is this your favourite or best or how do, where does this rank? Um, I wouldn't say it's my best performance. You know, I had that, <laughs> I had that one year in youth women's where I got 17 strikeouts. So I think that's my best game ever. But um, I definitely haven't gotten this kind of reaction from pitching before. And, you know, just the amount of people that have messaged me, like I've I've gotten coaches from the Dominican Republic message me and saying, can you can you do me a huge favour and message this girl that's on my team or just give her a follow? And it's like, of course, it's not a huge favour. Of course I'll do it. It's just like a, a two-minute thing. And it's just, I don't know, I wasn't expecting this kind of reaction from it at all. I want to take you back to the actual very beginning. Um, it's a simple question, but it's a hard question. Why baseball? For women, for us, it's like it is. You do get asked. So, yeah, why? Um, my brother played it. So he was he first played at Waverley and then moved to Chell. And when I was just watching him play, I kind of I got sick of it. You know, I couldn't stand being there every weekend and just watching him. And I, I just wanted to try it for myself. And, you know, I, I made two really great friends from that, like especially because Sam – was playing with them, so the kids that were watching, the younger siblings like Blake Holding and Hanami Campitelli, I started playing with them, and you know, I just loved it. I loved table, and it was it was always so much fun. What was your first? Which what, what was your first club? What was your first team? How did it all begin? Um, my first club was Chelt, so Cheltenham Rustlers, but the team I played for was the Orioles. You know, we had. MLB name like team names for the T-ball teams and I was playing for the Orioles I think there was the Cubs the Yankees and the Marlins and yeah I think throughout all of T-ball I was always playing for the Orioles 
and I, I loved it so much. It was just so much fun. And the friends I made in those probably three years, it was just the best. And I think that's definitely um, why I kept playing. Just Stu Holding was the coach as well, Blake's dad. They just made it so much fun. And I think that was really important to me continuing on to the, like continuing through um, into the higher levels was just me loving it and having such a great community at such a young age definitely helped. Yeah. You talk about the love and that community. Cause I was going to, one of my questions was, yeah, what kept you going? Cause I mean, as, as a kid, as a kid, it's always, it's just about friends. It's just about throwing and pitting and running and just having a hot dog after the game. But what was the, when was the, or a couple, what was the moment where you kind of were playing? You were like, oh, I'm actually pretty good at this. Was there a moment where you, and, and that's not an arrogant thing. I think as players, you kind of realize you've got some talent. Was there a game or was there some moment where you kind of went, Ooh, I can throw a bit. <laughs> I don't, I think it was definitely that moment in the youth women's in 2018. I think I knew I could pitch, but I didn't know how well I could pitch. Like I was, Pitching in um, 2016, the Mariners, the Southern Mariners Little League team. And, you know, I was pitching well then, but my I think my first, the first time I was like, wow, I can I can probably go somewhere with this was in 2018 when I pitched for the Vic Youth Women's and I, I had that game with six, six innings or something, 17 strikeouts, and I was like, maybe I can do something with this, you know. <laughs> you think? Yeah, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, definitely after that I kind of thought, you know, this this may not just be a dream and some, like, fantasy that I want to do. It, it could probably be real. Hmm. And was there a point, and, again, I, I always say in this podcast, I don't have anything against softball. It's, it's a, just a completely different sport. It's almost, in my opinion, it's like, netball or basketball it's another sport I didn't play it I've always played baseball was there a point where people started to try to push you I know that's a very common thing for all of us to get stopped or pushed or told or things was there a moment there you got told or you had that happen to you definitely I've had it I mean it happened to me last year um even <laughs> but yeah um wow <laughs> I think I played in the 2015 uh school sport victoria softball team that was i i thought i'd just try it and you know i can't pitch at all in softball i'm shocking at it but you know i just tried it (laughs) and it it just felt like i was playing like little league but different and you know it wasn't the way they play softball i it's just so it's so different the way they go Mm. about it and you know they chant and um I don't know, the, the way they play it strategically is just so different to baseball and it's yep. it's not something that I have that passion for. It's like I can't I can't pitch in softball, but, you know, baseball, that's what I do. And it's it, they're just so different. And like you said, I see them as two totally different sports. So, you know, I tried it, but I just didn't enjoy it to the level that I enjoyed baseball. And, you know, definitely – I got told that I should keep playing softball because, you know, I, I played well in softball, but it's just not something that I enjoyed. And like I said, last year I was at um, an exhibition for school, like careers, and I went yep. up to a 
a college stand and you know I said I, I want to be a student athlete in America and they they asked what sport and I said baseball and he said no 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 girls can't get scholarships for baseball you have to play softball and then I just walked away and said right you're okay sure Oh, and, I would you know, love. I, I would love to know what that guy's thinking now. If he's tuned into the. <laughs> do you remember who? It was? You don't have to say them, but do you remember what uni it was? Or do you remember? Um, who... I have no clue what the stand was. That's how insignificant it was to me. But you know, I, I remember that moment when he said, "You know, girls, girls can't get baseball scholarships. You have to play softball." And I was like, "Righto, mate. Sure. <laughs> whatever. Like, okay, whatever." Talking about your throwing, who taught you to throw? Um, my first pitching coach was Al Tanner. He coached down at Chelt. But um, my brother was – he worked with me a lot, you know, with my throwing. He always, like, would throw in the backyard and he'd just tell me all these little things that I should do. And, you know, I got a lot of tips from Dave Stenhouse, um, you know, Brandon Stenhouse, his dad. And even Matt, he, he taught me how to pick off, so – Definitely a lot of different people, but mainly Al Tanner and my brother Sam were definitely two of the biggest um, coaches I had for throwing, even though Sam wasn't really a coach, he was just my brother. Oh, the, the Al Tanner bullpen at Doncaster is uh, it's obviously yeah, it's who we've yeah. named after, so I know Al Tanner well. Um, and we talk about playing like playing baseball is bloody hard. I tell all the girls I coach all the time, it's possibly one of the hardest sports you can play. And you're choosing to go and stand on the mound in men's baseball, like playing men's baseball alone, but being the pitcher starting on the mound or being on the mound at any point of the game, what, like how do you cope? You're 17 too. And you've been doing this for a while. <laughs> I think it's mainly because I've been doing it for a while. You know, it, it feels normal. Even, I, even, you know, pitching in the ones – at VSBL, that that feels normal. It's not anything crazy to me, you know. I don't find it intimidating. It's just like it's just a batter in the box, and you know, seven times out of ten, I'm gonna get them out. So, you know, I've got I've got the odds stacked for me, and it's against them. So, you know, it's it's not intimidating. I don't think just because I've been doing it for so long, and I think I think it definitely if I came into men's baseball men's baseball um further down the line I think I'm I may have been a little bit more intimidated but you know I'm playing I'm playing with my best friends like at Sandy I'm playing with you know Charlie and Lockie and I've been playing with those guys since you know my first and second year of under 12 so it's just like it's just normal to me yeah so you play as you was just said playing with the teammates you have your teammates are great do you have any um have you had any problems with the, with opposition at any point? Is there any ever been people? I mean, we've all heard sometimes, oh, you got out to a girl, or you hit, girl got a hit off you, or things like that. Have you had any of those? Like, not not really. Not that I can actually like remember. I've had had guys cry, but I haven't had. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. When you've got when you've got them out. Yeah, yeah. No, like even before I threw, there was this. There was this kid that didn't want to get into the batter's box, you know. He was he was so scared and he was crying down at, like, Bonio in winter. I think it was under 12s. And, but I've never I've never had the, oh, why are you, why are you here? You're a girl. You're no good. Um, I think mainly because most people know me, yep. especially in Victoria. 
I think they know me and because I grew up it's I, I think a lot of the fact that I'm not intimidated or I don't get those comments is because I grew up playing with all these people and I've mm. just grown up with them and they all know me so it's not anything new or different it's just the same and they have that respect for me and I have that respect for them mm. and it's just like even if I do get those comments sometimes it's like they'll they'll back me up and they'll say they'll say stuff to them you know it it doesn't it doesn't get through and it's it's not it's never been bad I don't if that's yep. the right way to put it, you know but yeah yeah no I hear that we've um we've had like a a few over the years but it's always like your lower levels and it might be winter and stuff like that and you, and then one thing that happens is you, your teammates will always back you up there's always maybe a pitch yeah. through the box or <laughs> someone gets slid in yeah it's it's good that like we've in 20 something years we've never um i find i find particularly the victorian baseball community is really welcoming of women who play men's um and certainly once yeah once you hit your level of, of, i mean who would not want you on it on your team tell me about your pitching you you we got to see like anyone that's watched you for a while now. We we know you've you've hit 80, 84. Is that your max? Eighty four miles um, an hour. I hit eighty five on Wednesday, so I got a new max oh now. God, okay, you've hit, scoop eighty five. Okay, eighty five. How? I mean, I know you're six foot one, but is it just? I mean, you look at you and it, it the technique is just. Brilliant. Pete Moylan's raved about you. Everyone's raved about you. How much? How much more have you gotten you? Do you know, or do they say? I I really want to get to ninety this year. You know, last year I was I was sitting like low eighties. So by the end of this year, if I can sit like mid eighties and then maybe touch ninety, that would be awesome. But definitely this year, my goal is is to get to ninety. I think I like. That would be awesome if I could do it. You know, I just want to push myself and, you know, probably get a program together, especially with lifting and stuff like that. And, yeah, I, I definitely want to get to 90. That's that's something I want to do. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have any words to go. Like a, a woman to throw 90 is just insane. Um, I'm just putting your name down, making sure you're, you're available for the next Women's World Cup. Jesus, that is amazing. Um, so tell me, what, what do you, your physical preparations, what do you, what do you do at the moment? Like how, how are you going to get to 90? Can you sort of, in a, in a summary, like what are the, some of the things you're doing at the moment physical preparation-wise? Definitely lifting a lot is something I, especially during COVID this year, I was lifting almost every day. And, you know, have to, I think something I struggle with is eating a lot. You know, I don't eat to gain things. You know, guys I know, they eat so much. And, you know, I get so full that it's definitely something I Like, being in a surplus all the time is something I struggle with. But, you know, I definitely am going to lift more and, you know, try to get stronger, especially in the gym. And I think there's nothing I need to fix mechanically that's major to increase that velocity so I definitely think it's all about getting stronger for me personally can I ask a question around you said you, you eat and you get full and you've got to lift more do you it's, it's a thing for women playing sport do you have any are you self-conscious are you concerned about 
putting on muscle weight, eating too much, how, I mean, baseball uniforms, they're a challenge, I think, for, to get women into the sport. Is there a, yeah, do you have any comments on that? I think, I think definitely as a 14-year-old, that's something, well, obviously with media and stuff like that, that's, that's a huge thing for young girls and it's something um, teenagers are so susceptible to, especially is like body image and stuff like that. I think I've definitely struggled with it and it's something I've been scared of, but, you know, now it's, it's more about performance than anything else. I've been like a string bean for most of my life. so <laughs> I don't think it'd be a bad thing for me to gain some muscle. Well, I'm doing a bad thing for you if you start to hit 92. Jeez. Is there something you want to say to, yeah, like to any of the girls out there that are listening to this that are either, even if they're not playing baseball, because I think you've, you've definitely break, broken, the, broken the barriers on, in the baseball front, but you've broken the barriers to, for women and girls and things like that. Is there, is there anything you want to say to women and girls who may be self-conscious around that playing sport or anything like that? Definitely. I mean, I think for sport especially it's a huge thing. But, you know, I always think about the fact that my body is it's a performance thing. You know, I need to – I need to in order to perform well, I have to treat my body well and it's something that's really important. You know, my body, if I treat it right, it's going to serve me serve me well and you know it it's so important to take care of yourself above everything else you know especially as an athlete I don't think it's just like you need to take care of yourself and I don't think that how you everyone's different you know how you look is not gonna affect how well you or it may hinder how well you perform but you know looking good or you know fitting societal standards is not going to make you a better athlete it's just gonna you know it'll probably take a toll on your mental health as well and it'll it'll fall up and just get worse I think something I've definitely had to tell myself a lot is to acknowledge the fact that my body is for performance and it's it's a vessel I guess you know it's not something that I should be harming I should I should nourish my body in order to perform well. Otherwise, I'm not going to perform well. That's that's definitely something I like. I see it all the time when you know I lift in the morning and I haven't had breakfast, and I'm like, why can't I lift? It's because I haven't, it's because I haven't had anything to eat. You know. Yep. But you touched on that mental aspect because one thing I wanted to ask you was, you and I, we both live in Melbourne, and the last couple of years for people that live in Melbourne has been pretty cheap. Let's be honest. I don't think is another way to describe it. You're a teenager. You're not at the peak of your baseball career, but having all these opportunities, you're in high school, and we're in lockdown. How did you? How have you done the last two years? You're heading into your final year of school, and you're doing these aces. How have you a been able to prepare yourself to be at this standard now? But how have you coped with that physically and mentally? Because it was hard for all of us. I mean, yeah, it, it was really rough, especially I think this year was probably worse than, oh, sorry, 2021 was worse than 2020, mm, just agree. the of lockdown and, you know, we were in and out of it so quick. Um, but definitely I live on a block of land, so, you know, I'm very lucky in that aspect that, you know, I can go out and throw in the backyard and I have heaps of space and, you know, I got a home gym together, you know, I got the 
whole setup, squat rack and everything. So I still had access to a gym of sorts, but definitely something that helped me was, you know, getting that physical, physical exercise and after school, just not sitting at my computer after it's finished. I had like, I couldn't handle it. I had to, I had to get outside and do something for at least an hour and a half and, you know, change where I was because, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of, I couldn't go out. So I had to, you know, stay within my 5Ks and walk around and do stuff like that, you know, Hmm. playing with my dogs because I have two, two border collies, you know, they really help. They're awesome. I love them so much, but (laughs) definitely getting outside is something that helped. And, you know, I, it was so tiring. I was so tired even when I wasn't doing much, but you know, I think a lot of it was balancing my time and my environments where I spent my time instead of, you know, just staying in the study. I had to get outside and do something else. And the peninsula where you live is it's probably a 90-minute round trip to Altona. Is that correct? Is that? Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah, like the – so people, people that don't realise that – Jen's driving 90 minutes one way to Altona, which is where the Aces are, which is where Baseball Victoria is. That's a pretty big commitment, just three hours just to, to go there. How often do you, do you have to do that? It, it changes, but, you know, three times a week, you know, I was when Aces wasn't like Melbourne Aces when I wasn't doing that, you know, I was I was out there Mon- or Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday I was out at Altona but you know that kind of changed around it's it's usually three times a week though and then I have Sandringham training which is 45 minutes to get there which is still a fair way but you know it's not it's not much compared to Altona but it definitely helps me get my hours up with my learners which is good I don't drive all the time because I do fall asleep in the car. But, um, <laughs> okay, yeah, please don't drive. <laughs> I, do, I do drive, like, a fair bit up and back. Like, I've, I've already – I think I did my night hours within a month, which was wow. great. So how – um your parents must be amazingly supportive. How are you juggling this with, with school? Like, there's a lot going on. And you're, you're going into year 12, is that right? Yeah. Yep. So, going so how do you fit YouTube, everything in? Good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know sometimes, you know. I do my best to manage my time, but honestly, I am a teenager and I don't always manage it the best. Um, <laughs> if I'm being 100% honest, but I think, you know, trying to get all my school schoolwork done at school is something I've had to do a lot instead of because you know half of my week is being taken up by baseball I don't have the time that other kids do to you know come home and do that three hours of homework and then do something else like I leave for Eltona at four so my school finishes at 3 15 I probably get picked up around 3 30 ish so I'll get home have something to eat, get changed, go to Altona, get back at, depending what time we finish, probably 10, 30, 11. I can't do homework by that time. I'm way too tired. So definitely 
it was definitely a struggle at some points. I definitely, like, I'm not going to lie, I did struggle at points, especially when exams came up this year. But <clears throat> getting my work done in class and using my free periods is something that I really had to do. Like, and if I didn't do it, I'd have to get home and do my homework at 11 o'clock at night. So. Wow. I tip my cap. And, and I think you've probably had the same um the same answer that, that, that I've had that a lot of girls in the Australian women's team had for years when someone asked you, can you, do you want to go out to a party? Do you want to do this? You always respond with, I can't, I have baseball. Definitely. <laughs> Especially with just like hanging out with friends, you know, my friend, my friend Lulu, she, she always asks like, can we hang out? Can we hang out? I'm like, uh, I have a tournament and then I come back and then I have to finish holiday homework. Uh, maybe I don't know um definitely but that's I think my social life definitely suffers from baseball but it also gains in the aspect that I'm always with baseball friends but I don't always get to hang out with you know my school friends outside of school so I definitely don't go to a whole lot of parties is is it like I look at that and I go we lose a lot of girls from the sport because of the commitment and I think that that is a barrier like not it's not a barrier everyone wants to hang out with their mates and things like that but you're only 17 do you I mean you've got to say say to those girls it's worth it you have to agree it is worth it I mean I'm I've made some of the best friends I have from baseball like the most genuine people I know have come from baseball and I think that's something that has made it so easy to leave part because I'm not very interested in, you know, going out to parties and stuff because I have those friends from baseball that I can hang out with all the time. And, you know, I think personally for me, it's totally been worth it. You know, the game I've got from baseball and so many different aspects is uncomparable to going out to a party on Friday night, you know, um, you know, like I've I've learned how to socialize with different people. I've traveled. I went to Japan when I was twelve. I went to America when I was twelve. And you know, you learn all these different things through the game. And I just think it's it's so awesome what it can do for you. That was actually going to be like my last question. And as in, like I scroll down, and that was my last question. What are the things outside of baseball that baseball's taught you life lessons? And you just answered it without even being asked. So that's. <laughs> So I need to scrub that one off. Thank you. Now we talk about, again, the air quotes. I love your air quotes. The air quotes when you were on live on TV was just like, yep. Um, We talk about men's baseball and women's baseball. So I said baseball. Now you've obviously been playing predominantly with boys and with men. And God, if I had your talent too, I would have stayed stayed in there too. But you you haven't played a lot with the women. Um, We go back to the junior, so the under 15 Victorian state team you won the nationals in uh 2018 you touched on it before but tell me about that tournament um playing with the girls how did you like I mean tell me about the gold medal game but also tell me about the um how was it playing with girls only teams and how the difference between that and men's definitely the first year that I did it um which was 2017 so I only did it for two years but because of I got too old, but um, <laughs> that twenty that twenty seventeen team that was I had 
Lily, you know, Lily Kavanaugh, she was probably, and Hanami were the only two people I really knew going into that team. And as like, I think I was, no, I was 12. I was, I was 12. I was so scared. I was terrified of them all because, you know, there were 16 year olds on the team and I'm this little 12 year old, not little, but I was, I was young compared to everyone else. Um, I was terrified if I'm going to be honest, like that was my first nationals because I hadn't, I wasn't old enough to play on 16's state team yet. I think the first time I did that was 2019. I was, I was so scared, but you know, I made so many, I made friends with everyone on that team. You know, they were all what so What were you nice. scared of? What were you scared of? I was, I was scared of the fact that there was like 15, 16 year olds on the team and I was, I was still in year seven. I was, I was just in year seven and <laughs> I was, I was just so, I was, I was 12. I was scared. I think I had enough logical reason to be scared. I just was, you know, they were all, everyone on that team was lovely. They were so nice. But I think because most of them went into the 2018 team, I had those friends, which made it so much easier. And definitely that 2018 tournament, that was so much fun. You know, I think we won every game, which made it so much more fun. (laughs) Um, Winning is fun. Yeah, going into the gold medal match, you know, we lost to New South Wales the year before in the grand final. We got the silver medal. Um, I didn't really have any expectations for the team, you know. I just wanted us to do as well as we possibly could. Um, And I was starting on the mound. And, you know, you had Lily batting, and I think she was batting a 1,000 going into that game. Like, it was incredible. And, you know, Emily was behind the plate and – She's a great catcher. Like, I love pitching to her. She was great. And, you know, I got the first, I think it went three up, three down. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is going good. And I think in the second, <laughs> I think in the second or third innings, that was when I got the first hit. I hit a triple, I think. I, there might have been hits before that, but I hit a triple. And I was on third base. And then Emily came up and then she hit a bomb. And those were the only runs we scored in that game were those two runs. And that was the, the moment she hit that, I was like, oh, my goodness, I just couldn't believe it. And then there were, there were no runs after that. I don't think there was many hits. And, you know, I recorded my 17 strikeouts. And I think Lily got the golden bat. I got the golden arm. And I'm not sure who got MVP, but, you know. How did you not get it? 17 strikeouts, that'd just be they couldn't be all of them you know I'll I'll just stick with the golden arm but and I think that's like a record for that tournament now I don't think anyone else has gotten it's got to be a record for women's baseball I I can't (laughs) if it's not I don't I'd like to know where the record is broken because that's that is ridiculous that was just an awesome tournament sorry um I had so much fun and the fact that we won was awesome you know we finally beat New South Wales because they're kind of <laughs> it's good to beat New South Wales it's always it's always good to beat New South Wales <laughs> no that that made it so so much better you know and Liana Davidson pitched that game as well and she pitched yep amazing she did so well but you know it was just those two runs and I think Maddie Patrick came in after me and she got I think she got two outs and that was it game was over and we won that's amazing and it's it's amazing I, I think of it and I go it's the 
best thing could have happened to you, but it's like the worst thing that could have happened to us because it's kind of like then everybody went, ooh, and it's like the last time you've played, not played women's baseball, but obviously you play men's, you play Division One men's, you play, you obviously under-16 Victorian team, you've got your eyes on the under-18 Australian team, Melbourne Aces. You were selected to this Victorian women's team last year. I see that your name is down on the trials for this year. Hopefully I make it. Hopefully you make it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trialling as a pitcher? That's the question. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I, I think might be a pitcher first. <laughs> where, where does women's baseball fit in for you? Like, like, And I'll be honest, I, I look at it and I go, you on a World Cup team for the Australian women's baseball team makes me just, oh, I want the World Cup to be tomorrow. It makes me so excited. Well, I don't because if you're throwing 90 by the end of the year, I want it to be when you're throwing 90. Where do we, where does women's, the women's team and program fit in? Um, I mean, it definitely fits in. I, I went to that Bendigo camp in 2019 and that was, that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. It's it's definitely something I want to do, but, you know, I get the question to play club ball all the time. Like, will you play women's for our club? And it's like, I don't want to be playing three games on a weekend, you know, mm. playing playing women's on a Saturday and then playing juniors in the morning and then seniors in the afternoon. It's just, it's too much. But I love it. You know, every time I've played women's, it's been a great experience and, it definitely fits in. Like I, I'd love to play in the World Cup team. I played in that um, that exhibition series, the Adelaide Giants and the yep. Brisbane Bandit. I, I really loved that. You know, that was so much fun. So it's definitely it's not something I've just crossed out. It's it's yep. something I want to do. It's just you know playing three games on a weekend is definitely a bit tough. Yeah. Oh, look. I yeah. And I, I know you've never said you don't want to. You've, it's it's as I said before. If you're good enough to be playing Division One first on a Sunday, we we think what you're doing in in baseball is so amazing. And it's we hate the fact that it, you take it, you're taken away from women's baseball. But I think that it the fact that you're playing men playing in men's leagues, men's baseball is because you've got that talent. I think it's amazing. I mean. We wish you could have you in both, but the the, the reason you're not able to play as much women's baseball, I think, is the best reason on the planet. So you talked about the life lessons, and we we've talked about that. But you you're 17. Where do you see yourself? Um, like your first goal when you're finishing year 12? Are we going to say goodbye to you? Are you going to be off to the states for college? Is that your goal? Hopefully, yeah. I, I want to go over to America, whether that be college or whatever I just want to play over there you know that's definitely something I want to do um as much as I love the aces you know I want to I want to keep going further with my career and I think there's something like about 10 or 12 women that are playing college baseball at the moment and there's there's dozens and dozens of playing high school I mean it was only 25 years ago the first woman signed a scholarship to college obviously I'm not a college scout but I'm pretty confident you're going to get some kind of do you have a school do you have a hope do you um just you got a hit list surely oh yeah obviously you know the there's so many huge colleges that you know I'd love to play at but if if I was going to go to a JUCO first um so just a junior college first I'd love to go to CAC so Central Arizona you know that's where Josh Spence went Liam Spence yep. and all the, so many people have been through there. So definitely if I was going to go to a Juco, I'd love to go there. That's 
they have such an amazing school and program and it, it looks great but definitely four-year colleges there's there's so many huge ones like I grew up always watching Vanderbilt and Ole Miss and Mississippi State those those three schools you know they're huge with their baseball programs and they're, they're amazing colleges you know you have so many huge huge colleges over there and mm. it's it's crazy the kind of programs and facilities they have. Yeah. Dansby Swanson, Vandy boy. I know you're a yep. Dansby Swanson, Dansby Swanson fan. Look, I, I'm just yep. absolutely just so amazed. Like what you have in front of you to be able to, to the thoughts of going over and you, you actually have an opportunity to go and play baseball in college. When I was growing up, I was told I needed to switch to softball if I wanted a college scholarship. I'm so excited for you. I think it's absolutely amazing. I mean, I've got a few questions I want to ask you as a cool down. What is your walkout song when you come into pitch? I played The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. That was my that was my walkout song. Why is that? I love that song. Why is that your song? Yeah. You old are you old school music person? No, no, no. It's it's a great song, but you know, Sam, my brother, he was going to play that for his walk-up song at um CSU, but he couldn't. Um, so he recommended it to me and, you know, I have that on vinyl. I, I love their music. It's, it's great, you know, and it's a great song. It, it's just so good. You know, every time I hear it, I like, I start smiling because now I associate it with that first night that I pitched with the aces and it's a great song. It's a great walkout song too, especially for pitchers because the intro is so long. Yes. That is such a great song. Love it. What bit of baseball equipment or clothing do you have far too many of? Mine would be hats. I don't have enough, but I have too many. What's yours? I definitely have a lot of hats. Um, yeah, definitely hats is something I have too much of. I have like three boxes of hats in my room. So got a couple of those. Pre-game, in-game, post-game superstitions? Oh, I always have to wear high socks when I'm pitching. That's something. If I'm pitching, I'm wearing high socks. Definitely. I can't pitch in long pants. I don't know what it is. I've always pitched in high socks. I, th- I think I only pitched a couple times in long pants, and I think one of them was, or the last time I pitched in long pants was 2020, and that was the first okay. time I pitched in the Division One game. So How'd you go? I pitched, I pitched an inning. And there were no runs, and I got that strikeout two outs. It was a 3-2 curveball, and I, I got that. And I think we won that game, but I wasn't expecting to play, so I wore long pants. <laughs> okay. Is there food you have to have before a game or during a game? Um, Not really. Um, I don't really have any food that I, I have to eat before a game. It's just like whatever. What's your nickname? Jen. Jen. Okay, we're going to have to work on that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had that in my life. Just Jen, it's easy. Uh, and finally, if there, because it could be, because what you're doing is pretty amazing, it could be a Genevieve Beacon movie coming out. Who's playing Genevieve Beacon? <laughs> oh, oh, God, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so hard to think about. I'm, I'm not even hard. expecting a Genevieve Beacon movie. Um I don't have an answer for you. That's all right. That's all right. When you hit them, when you make the majors, you can. Uh, we'll... Maybe I'll start thinking about it. 
No, that's that's it. That is that's a cool down. That is done. Just wanted to say thank you, thank you again. I think I could talk to you all day about baseball. It's yeah, just amazing. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on the show, for being giving me an hour of your time because you're just. I mean, I've, you've slotted in between MLB Network and ESPN. I actually feel really privileged. So thank you. Is there anything you want to say? I know that there's a lot of girls that are going to be listening to this, and people just. All I want to do is promote women's baseball and get people excited about women's baseball. Is there anything you want to say to the listeners? Um, ooh, I don't know. I've said I've said it all before, but I think just sticking with the game, it is an extremely, extremely tough sport and, you know, everyone's bound to fail in baseball. So definitely sticking with the game is something that you have to do and it's something I had to do, you know. I've I've had times when I wanted to quit and, you know, I think I'm so grateful that I didn't because I've come so far, but definitely just enjoying the game is something you have to do and, you know, working hard and working through the rough patches is is so important. If anyone's listened this far, hopefully somebody has listened to the podcast this far. Fingers crossed. Hello. Um, Jen was very, very nice to sign a ball at after your performance on Saturday night. She signed one for me, but she actually signed another one, which I'm going to give away on the show. If you're listening to this and you can share this on your channels um i will pick a winner after a week or so after this airs so you can have genevieve beacon's ball because that's going to go right next to my freddie freeman ball it's right there so um thank you again i won't hold you up anymore good luck at training tonight and yeah i just can't wait to see it's just been such a privilege for someone in the women's baseball community to see what you were doing i just can't wait to see where you take it thank you so much for having me it's been awesome Thanks for tuning in for today's episode of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Make sure to check the show notes below for links to some of the things we've discussed and mentioned in this episode. We would also love it if you could subscribe to the show and leave us a review. And if you have some time, throw us some love over on social media at Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Catch you next time.